what we do here is go back, 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 back. This is Eat and Drink, the mini episode, hosted by Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Some mature content and language may come up, so consider yourself warned. Now, get ready for Eat and Drink. Good day. How are you? Welcome to Eat and Drink, a mini episode. Uh, I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. I feel like we're shortchanging our listeners with a mini episode on Thursdays when usually we have a proper episode. I'm just going to say that off the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. What happened is Marco's on the road. Marco's in a hotel. Marco doesn't have alcohol. Uh, although, uh, you know, my suggestion would be uh, go out and buy some. But Marco is scared of the outside world, as so many of us are. So yes. we said, you know what? Let's uh, Let's do an episode called... Marco goes to a restaurant because yes. Marco went to a restaurant. It's very on the nose. It's very on the nose. Yeah. It is exactly what it is. In uh, in uh, to to quote Michelle Obama, it is what it is. Why? Because you <laughs> did what you did. Um, uh. I have been to a few, and I will I will compare some notes. But Marco, uh, it is now uh, almost late August. Yes, and this is the first time. You have uh, you've eaten at restaurants in the sense that you've had takeout. You have supported yes. your local restaurants in a big I have, way, most definitely. But you are on the road. You are staying in a hotel. That's another whole thing. I don't know what your comfort level was. That I I, I stayed in a hotel. I felt unbelievably comfortable because I think yeah. these hotels, uh, you know, let, let's be honest, they can't take any bad press of any kind right now. So they're doing due diligence and more. A hundred percent. I'm in Guelph, Ontario. And if you haven't been to Guelph, it's a charming town about an hour, 15 minutes away from Toronto. Uh, they've got a big cathedral. They've got a lot of old stone houses. The dude who wrote in Flanders Fields was born here and they've got the university. Okay. I'm sure you've been here, right, Ali? Many times. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, it's a charming, quaint, beautiful place. The people lovely. are lovely. Yeah. We're staying in a wonderful hotel. We're staying in one of those hotels that is more like a suite. So it's not like, um, like you have your own little kitchen, you have your own little things. You don't have to, uh, you know, people aren't coming in to change your, your bed sheets and stuff. And yeah, they actually yeah. give you, they give you something that says, sorry, dudes, you're not going to be able to, we're, we're not coming into your room. If you need sheets, call us up. We'll put them in a bag, knock on your door and run. Mm-hmm. And then you deal with those sheets. And uh, you Which know, is breakfast. probably uh, like a wet dream for a lot of service people that they don't have to deal with the likes of you, Marco, oh, and your bad 100%. attitude, right? Like, that's, uh, yeah, they don't need to. Uh, excuse me, I found a tiny hair on this towel that was laid out for me. What are you going to do about this? Like, well, that's gross. Need- you w- you would be fine with a tiny hair on your towel. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> You can call me persnickety. You can call me a bastard. You can call me whatever you want. But there's one thing I hate in a hotel, and that's turndown service. I don't know how you feel about turndown service. I hate when I'm settled in my hotel that someone comes in and pulls my sheet open and puts a mint on it or whatever. It's like, no, don't. Once I'm in, don't bother me. This becomes my little my little show. Oh, I'm buddy, sure. I've been doing. So, so the concept is called self-contained hotel room. Yeah. Nobody comes in or out. I've been doing self-contained since, uh, I don't know, 93 or something. I, I'm right on board with you. Just leave me alone. I, God forbid something goes missing, and now I gotta be like, who did it? Like, uh, I, I don't need a who done it caper over my laptop or something. You know what I mean? I just don't need that. I also, I, I'm not a guy who needs uh, three towels in two days. Yeah, I use the there's there's a stack of towels. I'm one guy. I'll just now when I'm with my family, obviously a whole different 
sure we're calling these people ad nauseum you know but when it's just me uh, i use a face towel i'll use one of these other small towels hand towels and i'll use a normal towel i'll clean up after myself i'm uh, i'm very picky about that anyway i make my own bed in a hotel for god's sake so there I, you go you don't Look nobody you. needs to bother me so i'm i'm digging the self-contained thing any case, yeah I, i'm telling you it I know I'm just in Guelph, but I'm in a hotel and I feel very relaxed. I feel like I'm on vacation. It's pretty great. I'm here because my wife is filming a movie. So I'm basically her driver. I drive her to and from set. Yeah. And then I've got the day in the hotel. There's a pool, which I have not used. But I came in. I have um, a a disinfectant. I sprayed the shit out of this hotel room. I wiped it down. I got one of the cloths and soaked it up and wiped any surface that I might be on. I know it might, might be a bit much. But if I'm here for three days, I'm going to make sure this place is spotless and mm-hmm. germ-free, as germ-free as possible. And I, I feel comfortable and happy. And okay. Before we get to the food yeah. and not to shake you out of your happiness, would you go to the pool? I would. I would. Okay. Yeah, Because okay. they only allow three people in the pool at a time. You've yeah. got to call ahead, book your spot. And I walked by that pool and there was no one in it. If there was five, ten people in there, I'd probably be like, mm, I'll see you later. But I'm not a pool person per se. Mm-hmm. My wife is. She loves to be. She's in that pool. She's like, there right now. Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't see many. If there's five people in a hotel pool anyway, yeah. like in the best of times, that's still too many people in a small pool. Strangers, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I count on the pool being barely used. That's my favorite. Yeah, I, I really like that. I, I went to a gym in in a hotel. And it was just me. You reserve it for an hour, then they come and clean. Right. And it was a bigger gym. I was, I was like, man, maybe I should tell them what I used so that they don't have to go and wash all these machines that I never touched. I just lied on the mat for an hour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My naked buttocks were here and here, here. and that is it. That's yeah. It. Oh my god. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess we should get to the um, meat of the episode. Yes. Yeah, so- you know, it's been a while since I've been into a restaurant. And part of the reason is, you know, I see some of the restaurants in Toronto and I I fully admit that it's difficult to have a six foot apart um, table system. But some of these restaurants are just f- far too close to each other. They're kind of on the street and not on the street and they're doing their best. But I just for me, I just I just can't bring myself to it. It just feels like you're too close to everyone there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and so I've been avoiding it, to be quite honest with you. But we're here and we're like, all right, let's celebrate one night. And I happen to be walking downtown uh, Guelph and I see this restaurant and they have a little patio and the tables couldn't be better uh, located the way they did it. You're you're more than six feet away from either table on either end and people walking by you have a nice wide berth and they tell you as soon as you check in and i don't know if they've done this to the restaurants where you've been but they'll be like okay here's here's how it works here when you're at the table you can have your mask off but when you're and once you get up off the table you have to have a mask on so walking to the um restroom or walking they don't want you walking around unless you're really going to the restroom or you're paying your bill they said otherwise you're seated mask off when you stand up, the mask has to be on. And everyone mm-hmm. was really um, sticking with that. Well, I'm going to tell you something about the restaurant you went to, and you can talk more about that. Sure. Uh, and this is kind of to restauranteurs. If you're, if you are, uh, if you run a restaurant, if you have one of these businesses, if you know somebody who does, I would say encourage them 
to you to, to, to use their website to tell people exactly what's going on. Yeah. Because I have been searching for restaurants. I had a sort of a, you know, my friend and I, uh, my, my editor actually, but anyway, we were going to, uh, uh, to meet last week and I was stunned at how many, uh, how, how many restaurants you sort of got to find, what are they doing? Do they have their patio open? What's going on? And you got to scroll. And some of them just like one paragraph and you find it, you scroll and you find it. The restaurant you went to has on their website, home about us menu takeout COVID-19 safety uh, contact across the top bar. I think this is already an excellent sign. We did not go to a restaurant that I love, that my my friend loves, because it said we are currently closed. And I walked by the restaurant. They're open. They're open. Yeah. Don't forget about your website. We don't have to regress to 1985. You still have a website. It is your best way to communicate with people about what's going on at your restaurant. So right away, I'm on board with where you went. Yeah. So I went to a restaurant called Bon Gusto, and it's on 69 Wyndham Street in Guelph. Um, if you happen to be in Guelph, I strongly recommend it. And I know it's going to sound very predictable. Oh, the Italian guy went to an Italian restaurant. That was not the case. I just happened to be walking by it, and it looked so well done. And I went in and I, I talked to the people and they're like, well, you know, we're, we too, we do get busy. So a, rec a reservation is recommended. And they kind of explained to me how it works. And I was like, could I get one on the patio? And they're like, yes, you can certainly get uh, a reservation on the patio. It's actually recommended. They did have seating inside, but like I said, the, the tables were really well spaced out. And so we made a reservation and I said, I was really excited to go. It was our first time. And uh, I just love their protocol. As soon as you get in there, they tell you about wearing the masks and then they bring you to the table. And we, our reservation was at 8.30 and they didn't have those, you know, those kind of uh, heating lamps that a lot of restaurants mm -hmm. will have outside. Mm -hmm. They didn't have those. And it was, a, it, you could start to feel a bit of chill in the air. And the, the um, I was going to say the concierge, that's how long it's been since I've been to a restaurant. <laughs> the, um, uh, what do you call the guy who seats you or the woman who seats the you? Host, the, the host, the hostess. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the hostess. The restaurant concierge said to me, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you do feel it, it's chilly, we have uh, blankets. We're happy to bring you blankets. And I was like, oh, I kind of like that. Yeah, I didn't need one, mind you, but I'm glad it was there. Okay. I mean, that's another COVID nightmare, potentially. Like, where are these blankets going? Who is, the, sure. is somebody drooling on this? I, I don't know about that whole thing. I do find it funny that a guy who spent most of his life working in restaurants is forgetting terms. What do you call it? The guy, he makes the drinks? He does the drinks? The bartender? Yeah, the bartender. bartender. You're 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 almost... Uh, anyway, welcome back, Marco. <laughs> welcome you. back to Thank this you. world that you've grown up in. But anyway. I feel like I was frozen in ice and finally yeah. it melted. So... <laughs> So we sit down and the uh, every server is standing an appropriate distance away from the uh, table with their uh, masks securely on, not below their nose, not the chin uh, strapped up above the nose. They're completely covered in the face area with nice little masks, and it made me feel comfortable. So, uh, of course, my wife ordered the burrata because if there's a burrata on the menu, I don't care what restaurant we're in. She's going to order it. Mm -hmm. um, and an interesting thing that the waiter told me, uh, Katrina was her name. So a shout out to Katrina if she happens to be listening. Uh, they make their in-house uh, burrata and it was it was fantastic. I will say that. It was absolutely fantastic, this uh, burrata. 
and uh, so we we I I don't love explain when explain what a burrata is since okay. you make sure because I don't know if everybody has had the experience of eating this delicious cheese. Buddy, you're a hundred percent right. You're a hundred percent right, and and this will go to what I'm about to say. So the burrata is basically a mozzarella which has been folded over several times, and what they do is they put inside the mozzarella or the fior di latte as it's often called they put in a creamy cheese so they'll take they'll take like a like it's it's just a cream filling mm. picture like a very uh, soft ricotta but it doesn't have the grains or the kernels like a ricotta does but like a, a cross between a ricotta and a mascarpone is what you're putting into the middle of the uh, burrata in as far as texture is concerned so you have this round ball this swollen mozzarella ball and when you take a spoon or a knife and you cut into it it bursts with this creamy creamy goodness gets you right in the eye yeah no it doesn't get when you it's in the done eye, well yeah when it's done well it's a little bit of heaven and um and they did it really well here. Now, the interesting thing is our waiter had told us, she was like, you know, a lot of people leave the outside thinking it's like a rind, mm. not thinking that it's a soft mozzarella. So they only eat the cream that's on the inside. Now, if you have a burrata, you eat that whole fucking thing from top to bottom. That thing goes in your gullet and you're in, happy. In, in, in happier times, Marco would walk by a table where people have left and eat the rind off their uh, their plate, the, the leftovers. I totally would. I've never seen anyone do that. And I would say to them, oh, no, you can eat that part. That's that's goodness. That's certainly goodness. Spread it on. And, you know, the mozzarella tends to be not the kind of mozzarella you might grate on your pizza, which is a, uh, you know, stronger, harder aged mozzarella. This is a fresh mozzarella. So it's really soft and pliable and spreadable and lovely. And you eat that whole thing. And I was really surprised when I heard that. But yeah, if you're not familiar with it, you might think it's like a brie where you don't eat the rind or that it's just the encasement to the goodness that's inside. But that is not the case with the burrata. And it was fantastic. I don't love that you put they put burrata on um, arugula. And so, well, it's a burrata caprese. As I look at the no, menu here, no, you're looking at the salad. We got the appetizer, which was the ah, burrata toscana, okay. Um, and it's it's uh, house made mozzarella filled with ricotta and mascarpone. So in this case, they're filling it with ricotta and mascarpone, mm. um, fresh figs with prosciutto. Yep, and uh, Baking they jam. Yeah, they put it on uh, a bed of arugula to make it look pretty but when you burst it the cheese goes all over that and then you're forced to eat the arugula and i just want my burrata on bread or by itself that's how i like it but that's me but it was still great i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hold that against the restaurant in the slightest and i'm sure people love that and you had something i've never heard of you had a tagliatelle dragoncello right no i didn't no i thought i heard you say tagliatelle no sorry i had the tagliatelle cignale bolognese wild boar oh yeah Okay. It's a Tuscan, like uh, wild boar is very Tuscan, right? Bolognese is from Emilia Romagna. It's not, so you're, you're blending the two and you know that the um, Bolognese sauce is kind of like a ground meat sauce. So they would take mm-hmm. the, the cignale and they'd make it into a ground meat. And, you know, I wanted the, pec- the carbonara. That's what I was going for. But they mix their cheeses, and I don't love pecorino cheese. I know I'm being really oh my god picky here. I just don't like anything sheep or yeah. goat, and pecorino is uh, sheep's cheese, and so they couldn't they couldn't make it without. So I got the uh, the tagliatelle uh, cignale, and it was 
amazing. I ate that thing like it was my job, and mm. I did a really good job. <laughs> Your work ethic has always yeah. been uh, commendable, Marco. That's great, buddy. Uh, that's a nice return. Oh, wait. It oh, gets wait. better. Oh. It gets better. So I don't have the um, the dessert menu up and available. I don't think they have it on their thing. So I really wanted dessert. I even for for I forewent my cocktail off the top. That's weird. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna have dessert tonight. I'm not gonna get a cocktail. I I just wasn't in the mood for a cocktail or wine or anything. I was just like, mm, I just want water. I want to dive into my pasta. I don't want any interference between me and my pasta. And I'm gonna have a nice dessert tonight. So they had a ricotta cheesecake, homemade. It was it was exceptional. It was exceptional. It was exceptional. Marco has. It's been so long since he's been to a restaurant. He also doesn't know how uh, how menus work on uh, on on websites anymore. It's here, Calabo chocolate whole milk ricotta toasted Savoyarde crust. I don't know what Savoyard is. Savoyarde is a cookie. It's the Italian version of lady fingers. And okay. It's what the base of tiramisu is made with? They're long, skinny yeah, sugar cookies that are great for coffee uh, to absorb coffee, and they are what you make um, tiramisu with. Right. And then uh, a raspberry coulis. It's a yeah. white chocolate ricotta cheesecake. That does sound good for cheesecake lovers. I'm not one of them, but that does sound like, and you're, heaven, you're in heaven. It's great. So this is what happened, Ali. So I'm I'm gobbling that shit down, right? And mm-hmm. Amanda took a, a bite. She's like, I'm going to just take it from the back because there were some strawberries on it. She's not a huge fan of strawberries. And she was taking a little bit of paper out of her mouth. So she was dealing. She's like, why is there paper here? Right. And the we had asked the bill. We had asked for the bill to be brought. And our waiter had brought the bill and she noticed my wife was kind of like looking at the stuff. And she's like, oh, is something wrong. She's like, oh, no, there's just a bit of paper here. And <clears throat> she's like, I don't know if there was paper um, in near the cheesecake or something. And she's like, oh, no, we pre-cut each slice of cheesecake and put some wax paper between it to keep it fresh, which mm-hmm. restaurants do so that when it, when the customer o- orders it, they're not slicing the cake. It's already been pre-sliced. You just take the slice out of the fridge, you peel away the uh, wax paper, and you put the coolie on it, and it gets served at the table. Nothing wrong with that. But I guess a little bit of paper got torn and left on the cheesecake, right? These things happen. And my wife was like, oh, okay, that's good to know. I'm just glad I know you know, where the source of the uh, paper was. Well, sure enough, I go to get my um, credit card to pay. The The server comes back and she's like, I've taken the cheesecake off your bill. And I'm like, no, you didn't have to do that. And I was like, no, no, it just, you came at that moment when I was trying to discover what it was, right? Mm. So anyway, she's like, absolutely not. You know, and it was then and there that I knew this is a class act restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it gives a server the ability to speak to a manager or to the host, and they determined that the uh, dessert was going to come off. And I really appreciate it. It showed that they really cared about their customer, especially during these COVID times. And I just said to her, all right, well, you're going to get that and more on your tip. And she's like, no, I didn't do it for that. I'm like, I don't care what you did it for. It's coming back. And I was really happy. So I have to give this restaurant two thumbs up. I would go with you there anytime. If you're like, let's let's fuck this city. Get let's go and grab a bite to eat. My wife got the the pizza with the with the honey on it. I haven't had a bite yet, but some of it's in the fridge, so that's my lunch today. <laughs> I will tell you this, buddy. I'm so unbelievably happy to hear that because yeah. there has been. Uh, we're going to divert from restaurants for just one second, sure. while I talk about a bank teller I met uh, who had like a tattoo on his chest coming up to his neck, buttoned down into the middle of his chest, ripped 
ripped, very rugged, good looks, uh, staring at the computer screen. Uh, Were you at the Chippendale Bank? No, this it felt like that. It really okay. did feel like this. It was such a tight shirt, buttoned open, tattoo coming up towards his neck, uh, just ripped, and looking at the computer screen, squinting as he's trying to do, did the wrong thing for me. I was trying to pay my taxes 2019. He put them towards 2020. Why would I already be paying 2020 taxes, for God's sake? Anyway, a moron, a complete moron. But very handsome and, and and not not used to looking at a computer screen. So I tell my buddy this. I was like, this was a hilarious bank interaction. And he says, dude, I deal with customer service almost weekly since this pandemic has started, whether it be my cell phone provider, my you know internet provider, whatever. It is. And he goes, there's a real issue. There's a real issue right now in COVID. And I thought about it and I thought that guy looks like a bouncer. And then I was like, oh my God, bouncers? are out of work right now. There's no yeah. nightclub. But but the bank might have these openings where previous tellers are like, I don't want to deal with the public right now. Or also banks, it's like uh, more people are coming in, whatever, it's financial pain. So my friend of mine was saying that that uh, customer service is taking a massive hit right now. And, and since he said that, I'm like, yes, 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 noticing it on a regular basis, terrible customer service. But the one place where we may actually have great customer service is these restaurants because it's a, it's, there's not a lot open. There's not a lot of servers. It's a, it's a condensed uh, a, a pool of service. And I think the ones that are serving and, and, and are more, are better at their job potentially. And, and the restaurants themselves are like, we can't afford to lose anything. We want to come out of this stronger. And so what a great way to sort of summarize Marco goes to a restaurant, then say it is a great time to support your local restaurant because yeah. the likelihood is you will probably get better service than you ever had. I certainly did. And if you don't get better service, then certainly contact the restaurant either after you leave or uh, speak to the manager or host or hostess uh, while you're there is what I would say. Yeah. I mean, don't be a prick either, but, but also, um, you know, celebrate, what you are getting, but, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's a good time to be like, listen, this is what happened. I'm not trying to get anything from you. I'm not trying to do, I just want to tell you that, you know, during this time more than ever, it's important for you guys. It's important for us to all support each other. And here's where the service last lapsed. And that's all I want to say. I think it's a good time. We can keep each other in check. Hundred percent. I had I had a great experience at this restaurant last night. I highly recommend it. And, and one gusto in Guelph, Ontario. Good work, people. Yeah. And and I and this the reason I loved it was from the moment that I saw with my eyes what the patio looked like, and I was like, "That's a restaurant I feel comfortable in." And then every step of the way, everyone I encountered was on on point, and I was like, I felt safe. I felt like they cared about me as a as a customer, and I felt like they cared about their staff too. And I think that says a lot too about a restaurant. And right from the website, as I say, I'm uh, a restaurant we wanted to go to last week said it was closed and then it was open. Like they are not updating their website, some of these guys. And it's like, man, this is the way we're going to come and see you. Yeah. Uh, and so these guys right from their website, COVID-19 is right along there, uh, right beside menu. Like yeah. they're really uh, paying attention to this. So good work there. Uh, other restaurants, you know, uh, take a cue from this, man. We, there's, there's people... Um, hungry and 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 uh, and 
hungry to get back out there also and, and be part of, you know, what we used to call normal. And also, uh, we live in Canada, but our patio days are numbered. So right. we need to sort of get comfortable with coming back inside. And, and that's where, you know, restaurants come in and make you feel as comfortable as possible. You know what was great too about going to the restaurant? It made me feel like what restaurants were like when I was a kid. So when I was a kid, we did not go to the restaurant as frequently as as we do now or uh, pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be reasonable for me to go even two, three times a week to a restaurant. That would not be unusual. That's not what I did. But if if it happened, so be it. But as a kid, we used to only go to restaurants on special occasions. It was a big thing. It was something you dressed up for. It was something that you looked forward to, right? That's how this felt like. It felt like a step back in time where it was like, all right, we're going to a restaurant today. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We're actually going to a restaurant. We're going to sit down and be served a wonderful meal. And it was like, it felt very nostalgic to me. And it felt really like, I don't know. It was just like, wow, this this is what restaurants should feel like. It shouldn't just be a casual, oh, I'm going to a restaurant. I'm going to order whatever I want. Uh, good service, bad service, whatever. It's just part of my daily life. This mm-hmm. felt special. And, and I, I don't think this is a this is the right place for you to tell everyone how Amanda put you in a high chair and put a bib around you and fed you with a little baby spoon. But I think uh, people to know that that's not. I, a <laughs> I'd rather people didn't have that visual of you. I can see you. They can't see you. But it, it creeps me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad you had that experience, brother. And I will keep my eyes out for uh, for similar experiences. And, and uh, you know, as it as it comes up the opportunity we should definitely celebrate these places so we'll uh we'll have a link to this uh, restaurant on our instagram and if you are in the neighborhood uh celebrate this place also you might get shut out of this place because uh as as they said they do take reservations and it's busy and it's i'm happy to hear that it's busy it deserves to be busy yeah all right buddy well listen uh are you planning on going to any restaurants in the near future do you have any uh we are going to this weekend uh, what's called a Zen retreat. Oh wow! And uh, it's just a it's just a house in the suburbs. It's an Airbnb. Okay. It's just not a cottage. It's actually a house. And so, um, you know, I might, but 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 the place has a pool. So oh, we're thinking of never leaving the house. You know, that's, and you're just going there for for a little bit of a, a vacation. Just yeah, my wife and I just going to oh. go relax a bit. Yeah, <clears throat> but. Um, We'll see. I might, I might, uh, I might step out into the town and and see what's out there. But but the pool, the pool's going to drag me in. So it may be another couple of weeks before I'm in a restaurant. But uh, of course, I will uh, support with with takeout. Wonderful. Yeah. All right, bud. You enjoy yourself. You too. The, the world is your oyster. Maybe go to another restaurant today. Huh? Yeah. Maybe, Maybe I will. will. And uh, folks, next week you will hear a regular episode in case you're wondering what's going on with us. Yeah. This still felt regular, but but no food or drink was uh, was consumed by Marco and I and talked about in detail. But you did go down uh, quite a detailed, uh, a thorough uh, list of everything you ate. I enjoyed that. The problem was we couldn't get what's in Marco's mouth. I could have talked That's about it. a drink and Amanda's yeah. like, you want me to go downstairs and see what they have in their little snack bar? I'm like, After, I saw what this restaurant has or this hotel has in their yeah. snack bar. I yeah. don't want any of those th- things in my mouth. Amber, I don't know. There was a whole uh, That's why we don't leave it to you. That's why we don't let you see anything. We don't <laughs> leave you with any choice. Okay, next okay. week, a full episode. This has been a mini episode of Eat and Drink. I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. Until we eat and drink again. That was Eat and Drink, the mini episode with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. If you have a topic, cocktail, food item, 
or segment for What's in Marco's Mouth, email us at podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Again, that's podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next one, forks up.